Hi, I'm Rami. And I'm Shannon. And this is a workplace side hug. Side hugs are short, sweet, to the point mini episodes where we give you quick advice or workplace hacks to get you what you need, hopefully right when you need it. No matter what kind of hug we're giving you, though, the goal is always the same. Help us build our workplace toolkit with a whole lot of empathy, but without a whole new degree. This week, we are talking about how to get along with your boss. I, f- I feel like the the Michael Scott world's best boss mug is just like floating in my head right now. <laughs> like, like the the boss who like is so oblivious to themselves that they don't know that people are trying to get along with them, Shannon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, before we started recording this episode, we were talking about how there's different breeds of tough bosses. There's the avoidant mm-hmm. bosses. There's the super aggressive bosses. Uh, but at the end of the day, I don't think I don't I don't think I know anybody who hates their boss and still loves what they do. That's the question I have. Do you think anyone? I mean, thinking back on all of your experiences, and you've coached a lot of people. Like, do you know anyone who has come to you and said, Shannon, hate my boss, but I love my job? I'm really drawn blanks. <laughs> like, there's maybe one, one that I can think of. Uh, but for the most part, no. Because I think, like, that's a, like when you talk to people who are transitioning or, or quitting a job. A lot of time it's, my boss is crazy. I can't handle them. Yeah. I would have kept working there for a long time, but this boss was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Or the leadership was terrible. And, like, I I struggle with having a bad boss and still enjoying the work. Yes, and I'm, I'm sure there's been a study done on this somewhere, but isn't there a study of, like, bosses are the number one reason why people leave jobs? We'll, we'll have to Google that and get back to you, but I'm pretty sure. Like, it's got to be it's got to be up there. If it's not the number one, I would guess it's in, a, in the top three. So this is why I want to talk about it with you guys today. So our first tip on how to get along with your boss from, from my end is make sure that you're taking time to talk about style preferences up front before stuff gets awkward, right? So like literally in your first more in-depth or one-on-one conversation with them, asking those questions of like of each other, of sharing, how do you like to work and communicate? Like, are you a DM person? Do you hate DMs and they drive you mad? Would you rather I put it in an email or save it for our next meeting? Asking them how they like to receive feedback, offering your perspective on how you like to give and receive feedback, how they like to be challenged, receive input, just getting all of it in advance before the heat ever rises and making sure that you're also sharing your style preferences too. So you can have a more productive work work environment right off the top. Yeah. And I think too, on top of all this, which I think is brilliant uh, is also aligning on like, like work hour schedules Mm. because I think one of the things that I always get really nervous about, I know others get nervous about is when you're, work time is different than the norm and i think being upfront about what that is and why that is i think also should be a part of this conversation yeah and the last thing i'll put is sometimes when i give this advice to a client or something or maybe they're like six months into a job and stuff starting to go south and they feel like they can't go back and do this you can go back and do this like you can ask for a tv timeout and be like hey can we just take a pause and maybe go back a few steps and check in with each other on 
how we want to communicate or be in relationship going forward. It's never too late. Yes. Can I ask you something, Shannon? Yeah. Where does the TV timeout come from? Because I've heard you say that a while, and I, I normally just like am nodding. Nobody can see me nodding. I'm <laughs> nodding. I'm like, yeah, that's a thing. Tell me, can we unpack that? What is I that? have no idea. It's just a phrase that I use. I I think if I'm like remembering, well, even the other day when my husband and I were watching something on TV, he said, oh, this must be a TV timeout. I think it's a sports thing. Like during games, they that's take yep. timeouts in sport sporting events for TV, like commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. So commercial break is another like my I, I use TV timeout. So thank you for calling that out. All of my weird. I like that. Weird, no, weird I like wording. that. Rami, like what's your first tip now that we've clarified what a TV timeout is? <laughs> so mine's like a real 180. And it's more a general tip for someone that you don't get along with and you have to interact with. It's the get them talking about their passions. So piece of advice I got really early on in my life that I don't even know if I got, but I've realized was if you can get people to talk about the things that they're passionate about, whether that is hunting, whether that is, uh, running, whether that is cooking, whether that is art, whatever it is, when people start to open up about something they're passionate about, one, they'll do all the talking if you can poke and prod very minorly. Uh, but two, they have a very positive view on you because the interactions they have with you are all about, they, they look fondly on them. And so they look fondly on you because they were excited to talk about the thing that they love. Yeah. And so, with a, a boss that you struggle with, it may not work with a, a person that you have to interact with all the time because you probably can't always change the subject. But I think getting to their passions and, and allowing them to be free will make them view you much more positively and, and help with the, the forced interactions that you guys do have. Okay, question, Rami. Have you ever had a boss that like never wanted to talk about themselves? Or their yes. life outside of work. Oh, for sure. So then what do you do? I mean, I don't know. I think when when you have a boss who's very closed off, I think it's... I mean, hopefully at that point, the boss also isn't like a, a maniac at work in terms of like being aggressive and, and other things. Mm-hmm. I think if they're not wanting to open up about those things. Maybe you just have shorter conversations and they're very black and white, which are fine. Right. But I think if they're, they refuse to open up about anything. Plus they want to talk just a ton about everything that's happening at work. I think that that's fine. If it, if it stays black and white, like to me, I, I don't have a problem with, um, with a boss who is just determined to talk about work only, mm-hmm. not a problem. Mm-hmm. If they're reasonable about being your boss. Yeah, yeah. There was a boss once that we both shared. Well, I can't remember. A male boss? 
Or did you come? I definitely, in? I've definitely had a male boss before. Shannon. Well, but I'm so like, maybe. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to talk in code, but there's that particular male boss that I had that I'm, I can't remember if we shared him or not, or if you came into the team after that that role had transitioned, and this person just, yeah, did not. Still a, a good boss, like a great boss, mm-hmm. but had no interest in having like real personal relationships <laughs> with anybody on their team. Yep. And so I guess maybe that's a good segue into my next tip, which would be to think about what does your boss really care about? And maybe they don't care about having a personal relationship with you. Maybe they're just really focused on like, how can we each deliver really great results, which I think this boss was. Uh, and addressing people challenges. And so we have a lot of spare time to be involved in our personal lives and not need each other in our personal lives. So taking time to make sure that you have a good understanding of what does your boss really care about? What is their agenda? What are their priorities? What's, What's the vision and the results that they're seeking? Making sure that you understand those first and make them a priority for yourself, I think will oftentimes make your life a lot easier. And if at its core, you have conflict with what their agenda is, like there's just something that you can't get on board talking about that. And if you really just can't ever like get on board with something that they're asking you to do, like it might not be the right fit for you, if I can be that. Well, so, bold. and this is, I think that's a really important piece here is if you, if you hate your boss, then you hate your work. And if you hate your work, your life is probably not doing great because work is such a big portion of our lives. And so to Shannon's point, right? Like if we're not, if we just cannot mesh, if we're, uh, I don't know what two things that don't connect are, but two things like we're just always butting heads and like they're making your life miserable. Yeah. Whether, um, you'd love the work you're doing or you were okay doing the work that you were doing. Yep. There's no way that if you hate your boss, then you're like going to be able to trudge through that work and and not have it affect you holistically. Yes. And uh, that being said, I still think it's important. It's a little bit of a tangent. I still think it's important to keep your side of the street clean. So I'm thinking about a lot of clients that I know right now. I have a lot of clients who are in um, leadership development right now or learning and development who are very focused on building out. DEI programs in their organizations. And they're having a lot uh, of friction. DEI meaning? D- diversity, equity, and inclusion. Thank you for reminding me to slow that acronym down. Um, and so I think they're having a lot of tense conversations or conversations where they feel like their boss isn't willing to go as far as they, as maybe younger millennials, feel comfortable mm-hmm. to go. And making sure that you're keeping your side of, side of the street clean in expressing the clarity of vision and asking them to do the same and then highlighting the gap and how you're going to close that gap. But if at the end of the day, in this example, you're dealing with a a lot of just old white men who don't want to come around, then maybe it is time. Once you've attempted, once you've made the attempt to keep your side of the street clean, to move forward and look at a different organization you gotta do your part and keep the pressure on first in my opinion okay that was a tangent no, me. I, no but i think that's good because i think a lot of us go well i tried right like yeah i put in a little bit of effort and it's like well no did you keep your side of the street clean yeah because if you didn't then you need to do that first and you need to take accountability for that and then 
I think it's okay. I'm doing that. It's still not changing. Then it's like, okay, cool. This is, this is not going to be a healthy fit for you. Yeah. And a question, if it's supportive to our listeners, a question that I've started asking my clients who are in this tension point is what is, give it like a letter grade. What is your boss's awareness of your frustrations or disagreements with them? And if it's like a C or D minus because you're afraid of conflict or something like that, we got to get that letter grade up before, in my opinion, before it's okay for you to leave. Because that problem of being conflict avoidant on your part is just going to follow you wherever you go. And, and there might be some misconception. And if they were aware of your frustrations, things could be addressed. So checking in, what is my, act, what is my boss's awareness of the frustrations and disagreements? Have I been transparent enough? Before I just up and quit. I don't know how this episode became about quitting, but Robbie, what's what's your next tip? <laughs> well, I think look, the 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 question here is how to get along with your boss. Yeah. I think our advice to you are all these things to try and get along with your boss. But at the end of the day, our advice to you is if you can't get along with your boss and you're keeping your side of the street clean. Uh, maybe you need to leave, right? Because there are just some people that you will not get along with. And it's the worst when it's a person that you report into that can make your life terrible. Yeah. Yes. And that's okay. Like, I think sometimes people can have shame or feelings like they didn't do enough. Again, if you can give yourself the letter grade of like, A, I, I did eventually reach a point where I was comfortable voicing my my challenges, trying to offer solutions and getting them addressed. And none of those solutions were something that my, my company was willing to go along with. Then yeah, call it spade a spade and move on. Don't ask so me where I that like, phrase came from. I don't know. <laughs> probably people looking at spades and shovels and they're like, I don't know that that's a spade. <laughs> Let's call it. So I think that's actually a good place for us to end. So we talked about, style preferences so talk about those up front how do they like to work and communicate receive feedback input be challenged if you didn't do that regardless of what amount of time you've spent with this person have that conversation because that's going to help you guys understand how to interact with each other a lot more my advice after that was get them to talk about the things they're passionate about because they will one open up if you if you have to have a weekly 30 minutes and you can have them talk for 25 minutes about their newest lure for for a fishing aficionado because <laughs> uh, I know a lot about fishing like there's lures I was and, like do you really know all about fishing I know <laughs> I, I don't nothing know. about fishing no I, I don't know I don't know much about fishing um, outside of lures that time will go by a lot faster and they'll also think of the time with you more positively. The next piece of advice was what does your boss really care about? What results, what people challenges, understand those and make those a priority. Cause if you're delivering against those, then hopefully there's less for them to poke you with. Uh, and then Shannon's final piece, which I think is brilliant is keep your side of the street clean, right? So, uh, what is your boss's awareness? Like give it a letter grade of your frustrations and disagreements with them. And, if that's something that's a C minus, C plus, get your side of the street clean and, and do your, put in your effort and put in your energy to make sure that they understand those things. And if you've done that and there's still a lot of tension between you two, our advice is always going to be the same is if you get to the point where you've put in the effort and you put in the energy and you still aren't feeling 
like you can succeed and it's still terrible, then, then you need to look at what your, what your exit options are. Yeah. Well said. With that, we would love for you to join in on the conversation on Instagram at Workplace Hugs and share your tips with us on how you get along with your boss in a really great way. With that, I've been Shannon. I've been Rami, and this has been a Workplace Side Hug. <laughs>